Hello and welcome to The Briefing. I'm Tom Tilley and this is the daily news podcast where we get you up to speed every morning with the news you need to know. It is Friday the 24th of April and I'm joined by Jan Fran who is in a bit of shock that people are still booking trips on cruise ships. Good morning everybody. Yeah, look, it's surprising I must say given all of the news that we've been hearing about um, the spread of a deadly virus uh, that, that manages to fester quite well within cruise ships but... I'm keeping an open mind as to cruise ship culture because I feel like... There's something that keeps them coming back. There's something that keeps them coming back. I feel like people who, who go on cruises love them. And I, I want to know what that's about. Yeah, well, in a moment in the briefing topic, the second half of the show, we're going to speak to someone who booked a cruise three weeks ago at the height of the COVID-19 pandemic spread here in Australia. And has no regrets and has no regrets. We'll get deeper on that in the briefing. First, let's find out what else is happening in the world today. We'll go to Melbourne um, following up from that horrific crash that killed four police officers. Charges have now been laid against the Porsche driver who allegedly fled the scene and took photos of that gruesome scenario. Mortgage broker Richard Pusey will front court today, charged with several offences, including dangerous driving, reckless conduct, endangering life and failure to render assistance. Now, he was out on bail when he was pulled over by police officers on Melbourne's Eastern Freeway on Wednesday. That was just before a truck smashed into them, killing all four police officers. And there has been a lot of focus on the driver of the Porsche, but there are Obviously, massive questions for the driver of the truck that actually crashed into the officers. Um, He remains under police guard in hospital, and it could be days before he's fit to be interviewed. And freedom from lockdown could be in sight. Um, Wouldn't that be nice, Jan? Um, The National Cabinet are meeting again today to roadmap our rollback of the shutdown. I really wanted you to do like a Braveheart freedom holler. (laughs) Well, you can't get too excited about freedom because it sort of makes it sound like you're not taking the lockdown seriously. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Look, we are in this position until May 14, but the Chief Medical Officer, that's Brendan Murphy, he says that restrictions on small gatherings could, and let me just stress the point, could, so have not already, but could be the first to relax. I think that would make a huge difference to people's happiness just to be able to meet up with a few friends. So once that gets lifted, that could be actually quite a, a big deal. International travel is another um, sort of question in people's minds. Uh, And Brennan Murphy says it'll be three or four months at least till our international borders open. But Scott Morrison, the Prime Minister, says uh, the borders between Australia and New Zealand could open sooner. I speak weekly to Prime Minister Ardern and uh, there are many issues we discussed. There was the issue that came up recently about our borders. Now, if there is any country in the world with whom we can reconnect with first, undoubtedly that's New Zealand. That's Scott Morrison potentially opening the borders to New Zealand sooner because they've done a great job of containing the virus as well. Look, Yeah, they've done a great job, but have we done as great a job? Like, are they as happy to have the borders open as we are? <laughs> <laughs> um, I did hear one of their senior politicians saying he was keen to open the borders as well. You know, obviously travelling to America, Europe or Asia is potentially more exciting than New Zealand, but it's... Oh, look out. A bit controversial. Controversial opinion. That's a hot I, take But what I was morning. going to say was that, like, going to New Zealand is awesome. Yeah. And that would be way better than nothing. Yeah, definitely. And I think I think we've we've got to be very conservative when it comes to international travel. You know, if we contain the virus here, who, who's to say that other countries will have done the same? So I think we've kind of got to have a long timeline in our minds about when we can travel overseas again. 
Okay, it's Anzac Day tomorrow, of course, and it's going to be a very different one this year because of the lockdown. We're being asked to pay our respects, not at a dawn service or out at the pub throwing some coins in the air. We'll be marking it at the end of our driveways. It's about each of us going outside our own homes and making a silent vigil and and recognising and respecting our veterans. That was Veterans Affairs Minister Darren Chester there. Now, RSLs want us to do something called Light Up the Dawn, which is holding a candle up or even if you are musically inclined, uh, playing perhaps the last post of a morning. Yeah, I believe uh, James Morrison, um, you know, a famous jazz trumpeter, will be out there playing the last post. And um, he's been out encouraging other people to do the same. So it could be kind of beautiful. This could be a, a real dawn service to remember of, you know, people around driveways all around the country playing the last post. Pretty yeah. beautiful. I think as well there are some of our biggest artists are putting on a sort of a live stream concert as well called Music from the Home Front. That's on Channel 9 at 7.30 tomorrow night. Yeah, and it's a pretty awesome lineup. It includes Jimmy Barnes, The Rubens, also Birds of Tokyo, a massive one, Tame Impala, Delta Goodrum and Tim Minchin. All right, you're listening to The Briefing, and in the second half of the show, we deep dive and give you a brief on one of the biggest stories of the day. And Jan Fran, today it's cruise ships. Today it is cruise ships, but perhaps not the story that you might be expecting of cruise ships. Now, you'd think that um, deadly outbreaks of COVID-19 on several cruise ships around the world would be enough to keep holidaymakers away from taking a cruise for some time, but uh, apparently not. Yeah, people are still booking cruises. Um, There's research from UBS, the Swiss bank, that found the number of bookings for 2021 is up 9% throughout March compared to the same period last year. And a cruise booking site is claiming their bookings are up 40%. Yeah, now that is a cruise booking site. So I guess you have to kind of just bear in mind that that's the cruise industry saying that the cruise industry is great. Yeah. Um, But look, this is happening despite, again, several cruise ships around the world that have seen COVID-19 outbreaks on board, including, uh, if you guys remember, the Diamond Princess, which at one point actually had the largest coronavirus outbreak outside of China. Yeah, it was stuck, docked in Japan Mm. for quite a while. Mm -hmm, That's the one, yeah. And there are also the horrifying stories of the people that just basically can't get off the cruise ships effectively. And of course, here in Australia, everyone is very familiar with the story of the Ruby Princess, which is responsible for around 10% of Australia's coronavirus infections. We're going to speak to someone who was on the Ruby Princess and got coronavirus and see what they think about people still booking cruises. First, let's go to someone, Shauna, who is a self-described cruiseaholic uh, who has booked a trip just recently. Shauna, thanks for joining us. My absolute pleasure. So you booked another cruise three weeks ago, which was at the height of the corona crisis here in Australia. We are seeing daily infections of over... 300. Can you talk us through that decision? Okay, yep. I recently had two cruises uh, cancelled because of the coronavirus. That was going to be cruises uh, from Adelaide, my home state. Within discussions with my travel agent and uh, P&O, um, I've got uh, future cruise credit and whatever to, to use as, as I desire. And in this time frame, I actually booked an, an 80s cruise and I actually booked it on April Fool's Day. So, you know, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I have faith in the cruise industry that they will come back from, from all of this. Working in the health uh, sector, I understand that if this COVID-19 is still 
showing its ugly head that, you know, it's not going to happen, but you've got to have something to um, look forward to. You just can't hibernate always. Um, and obviously I will listen to uh, the guidelines by the government or SA Health and those in, in the know. Shauna, it yeah. sounds like you, you actually really care about the industry that somehow on a personal level you're quite saddened by what's happened to it. And so you've, you've booked this cruise despite the number of infections. Yeah. You, you just seem to love the industry. I do. Um, my, my heart goes out to those that have um, passed away and those that are affected by it. You know, it's absolutely tragic. Um, yeah, I, I do love the industry. Um, generally, I'm a solo traveller and um, I find I make so many friends on board. My first cruise was 30 years ago, went on my own, put in a cabin with three other people. To this day, I'm still friends with um, Cathy and Trudy from Brizzy. Oh, well, see, that's quite no. lovely because I think people would have quite positive experiences on cruises that they would want to, you know, hopefully continue. How, how many cruise ships have you been on exactly in 30 years? Uh, I've been on about 20 cruises over oh, about seven or eight different ships. What is it about so. them that you love so much? Oh, okay, I'm I'm not a savvy traveller, so basically I've just got to get destination of where um, the ship is leaving from. Um, you get on board, you unpack once. You don't have to worry about any cooking. Uh, don't have to worry about having too many drinks. You know, if you're out and about, you know, no drink driving, anything like that. There's great great people you meet. Um, wonderful food cocktails. Um, <laughs> you can have as and, many of them as you want. You don't have to drive anywhere. <laughs> yep. You, you're still got to go under the RSA though, but uh, yeah, and that's for everyone's benefit. But yeah, no, and I love um, to frock up. You know, I don't get much of, much of a chance back here, but I love to frock up and I love doing the crazy fancy dress nights. Who doesn't like a good dress up night, frankly? <laughs> like it, it does speak to me. Like yeah. a lot of people think cruise ships are horrific, Jan. I know you're not a big fan, but I, I, I could imagine having a lot of fun. It's what you make it. Look, I, I've never been on a cruise ship. Um, haven't you? No, yeah. I haven't. I haven't. And I can't say that I'm, you know, hugely inspired, only hearing the news that has happened, you know, in the last few uh, months. Um, well, it is topical, isn't it? It is topical, so, exactly. Yeah. So, Shauna, yeah. you mentioned you're a healthcare worker. You, you work yes. in a hospital. Um, you also have your own respiratory issues. You need a puffer from time to time. Doesn't that change your perspective on, on these cruises and their, their safety? Do, do, doesn't being a healthcare worker make you extra vigilant and, and, and less likely to, to book one given what we've witnessed on, on some of these ships? Not, not if everyone is doing the right thing. Um, if I if I look after my health and my um, hygiene and wash your hands, gel your hands and, you know, cover coughs, sneezes, you know, whatever, a lot of people will go on in the days when we used to fill out a form saying, you know, have you had a you know, sore throat, whatever, in the last whatever time frame. They say, oh, no, no, and, you know, get on their coughing and spluttering. Yeah, everyone has I to think- take a measure of personal responsibility there Correct. for sure. Exactly. Yes. Well, Shauna, look, I, I do hope that your cruise um, does happen in May of 2021. Yeah. And um, thank you so much for joining us here on The Briefing. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for your time, guys. That was Shauna there, a self-described cruiseaholic. 
uh, hoping to go on a cruise May 2021. Um, I've never been on a cruise, like I said. Yeah. I can see the appeal for a lot of people. And for someone like Shauna, who's been on so many cruises and meets, you know, new friends for life, as she was saying, I think that that's something that people would want to continue doing, and so they should. It's still pretty hard to understand in the current climate, though, where we've got the Ruby Princess, yeah. you know, having only just sailed away from Australian waters this week, 21 deaths. She did, you know, put in the proviso that if the health authorities say don't do it, then she won't. Yeah. So she's not completely rusted on. Let's speak to someone who was on the Ruby Princess and actually got coronavirus. Ben, are you surprised um, about Shauna's decision to book a cruise ship despite the very public bad news about the Ruby Princess and the Diamond Princess? Are you surprised by her decision? At this point in time, I am. Uh, just seems like something I didn't think many people would be doing. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's yeah. how I think a lot of people will react. It, it kind of seems crazy, but when we spoke to her, she talked about the experience that she has and she gets to make new friends and there seems to be some emotional value that she gets out of going on them. I mean, do you understand that on any level? Yeah, guys, because on the actual ship, when it comes to the hospitality stuff and all that, they made it a overall pretty good holiday, pretty good experience. Right, because Ben, you were actually yeah. on the Ruby Princess and um, unfortunately you did get coronavirus and, and so did your partner, yeah. Um, can you tell us a little bit about um, what happened? Um, basically, we got off on the 19th. You know, the whole time we felt normal, um, but three weeks into isolation, my work just pushed for me to get a test because um, at the time New South Wales Health said, if you've got no symptoms, we're not going to test you and told them the circumstances, the ship were on, everything else. I said no. So my workplace, they organised their sort of private type thing that come up positive, so I went for another two tests. I had one on Easter Friday that come back negative, and then the one on Sunday come back positive, and then last Mondays and Tuesdays ones were negative now, so I'm back at work today. What yeah. about your experience on the boat? How do you look back on that now, given you've ended up with coronavirus? Overall, and sort of enjoyed it, but once the Princess made the announcement that they were ending cruising, for two months, it sort of put a burden over it, not knowing like whether which day it would be turning around or if the cruise would be cut short. Yeah, besides that, the staff, the hospitality staff were all right. Given what was happening on the ship and I guess the way these ships work and the kind of activities you mm -hmm. do and the close proximity you come into with other passengers, how do you think you got the virus? Honestly, think it's from the ship. You're in pretty close proximity to people all the time, even in the souvenir shops and all that on board. It's no, there's no avoiding it. It's a large area, but there's a lot of people in that area. Given that people are still booking cruises, do you really think yeah. there's any way going forward that a, a cruise ship can be safe from a pandemic? Oh, yes and no. I mean, doing a bit of reading now, they're looking at cutting down numbers and all that. It's sort of going to limit a lot of people. It's going to sort of put cruising back to where it would have been, the way I look at, say, 50, 60 years ago, because now instead of the fares of 3,000 people, you've got now, say, 1,800 to 2,000 people paying for the price of 3,000. Well, yeah, I mean, are yes. you surprised to hear that actually more people yeah. are booking cruise ships for next uh, year than, um, than they yeah. were at the same time for this year? Yes and no. I mean, I think you've probably got a lot of... Um, so you more budget travellers coming in at the moment while the cruise lines are hitting the panic button and practically giving everything away at the moment. Yeah. Uh, just trying to 
yeah, just trying to keep afloat. Yeah, I think most people would have expected the industry would be over, but um, maybe not. I guess we'll have to see. Ben, thanks so much for sharing your experience. Yeah, no, it's all good. Thanks for it. So that was Ben, who went on the Ruby Princess. Him and his partner got coronavirus. Seems like his mind might be slightly open to doing it again, but he, he's a bit surprised like we were that people were actually booking cruises now. Yeah, I think it's just a testament to how much the people who go on cruise ships actually enjoy the experience. I mean, this gentleman got coronavirus and he's contemplating, (laughs) well, he hasn't ruled out not going on a cruise ship again, you know. But look, the fact is that there's going to be question marks around cruise ships, you know, for for a while to come yet because you're in an enclosed area, you're surrounded by people for days, if not weeks. Um, You know, the medical kind of supplies and staff on board are going to be limited so the perfect conditions are there if something like a virus was to take hold. And Absolutely. I think, you know, if, I get it. <laughs> yeah, no. And, and look, I think the cruise industry gets it as well. And if they want to pick up where they left off effectively, I think they're going to have to make some changes. All right. Thanks, Jan. We'll catch you on Monday's podcast. Um, make sure you do subscribe to the briefing podcast. You can get it on the Podcast One Australia app or wherever you normally get your podcasts. And make sure you follow us on Instagram. And the handle is The Briefing Podcast. Have a great weekend. Look forward to speaking to you Monday morning. A podcast one production.